Everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of where we unpack what's going on here at Brentwood Baptist, specifically what happened last Sunday, what's happening next Sunday. My name is Daryl Girardier. I'm the creative director at Brentwood Baptist. And with me, as always, is our senior teaching pastor, Mike Glenn, who's over the Brentwood campus, actually over all campuses, but teaches and preaches at the Brentwood campus. And Matt Pearson, who is our campus and teaching pastor at the church at West Franklin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. DG, how are you, man? Doing good, doing good. It's Monday. Uh, That's Monday after the time change, Sunday. Monday so, after the time change. So it, it, it's worse than the usual Monday fall. It is, and this is our first time with us having small children dealing with that. So that's a different. I'm, I'm, yeah, they don't. They don't care what no, time it is. They, they do get up. Not. No, yeah. I, I got up, and 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 Franklin, it was a two-hour delay at Williamson County yeah. Schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my oldest child doesn't sleep past six anyway, and so he gets up at five thirty. Sees it's snowing. Just assumes we're out and yells and wakes everybody up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so not only do I not have the opportunity to go right then to take them to school, yes. I have to wait two hours. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it's a great Monday. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's, let's dive in a little bit what we what you talked about yesterday. We, as, you, as, as you all know, if you've been attending, uh, we're talking through Exodus, and we're at chapter 6. Um, and we're at the point now where God speaks to Moses and promises freedom. Mm-hmm. Then Moses turns around and relays the back of that to the audience. And the interesting part is, is that last verse, chapter 6, verse 9, it's when Moses told the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their broken spirit and hard, hard work. Work. Yeah. Does that, does that feel familiar? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we recognize so ourselves a lot. We, have a, we yeah. have a situation here mm-hmm. where... I think we all would say circumstance is speaking louder or they're letting it speak louder than God's promises. Mm-hmm. So in our lives, if we, we both are believers, Mike, you use the analogy that when we sometimes run up against issues or moments in our life, we have a tendency to consult a board of directors. That's right. Yeah, we what run, is it? What we run our mean? lives. We run our lives like a corporation. Okay. You know, several years ago, there was this thing like Me Inc. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you have to see your life as your own corporation. Right. And and one of the things was is that you 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 kind of build your own imaginary board. Is that you have people that you admire and think that you want to be like, and you kind of have them in your head. And so when you reach a situation, and it's 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 what would Jesus do? What would Clint Eastwood do? What would uh, Jack Welch do? What what would these people that I admire in, in different areas of my life, what would they do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And most of the time what you find out is is that a, a lot of, of the world's advice is in direct conflict with each other. What one group tells you to do would be the one thing that this other group tells you not to do. And we have a lot of people vying for our attention and vying for our allegiance. And what they say uh, about what is truth and about what is right and about what is good and good for you, both short-term and long-term, is in direct uh, conflict with each other and certainly the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so most of us end up in some kind of spiritual torque Mm. because we're trying to walk two or three different ways at the same time. Wow. So – we build this. So I hear you say we build this mental board of directors, if you will. Right. And then situations, we end up consulting this board of directors versus the alternative being understand that we have a board of directors of one, of which one. is which is Christ. Well, a board of directors, we have a king. Yeah, a king. Well, one of the things that uh, that we don't understand as 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 modern Americans is this thing of king. Yeah. 
that would have been a very comfortable image for the followers of Jesus. We don't know what it is to walk into a room and there's somebody in that room with absolute authority. Yeah. That if they look a certain way or, or move their hand a certain way, somebody in that room will move to kill you immediately. Right. And they won't think another thing about it. Yeah. Uh, if you came to the king with bad news or you came to the king and they had caught you doing something, he would move his finger, he would he would give an eye contact, and some soldier would kill. And there, there was no appeal. Right. You know, there was no civil rights. There was no, We don't know what that is to have, for have somebody to have that rule in our life. Uh, so it is, it is kind of uncomfortable for us to come to the place where we realize that Jesus has absolute authority and control, that it's not a vote. That he's not giving you a suggestion. Uh, that when he says love your enemies, that's not a happy thought for a happy life. That is the way you are to live despite circumstances, despite the way you feel, simply because he said so. Yeah, in fact, I think some of the research that we're seeing in terms of this generation, I'm talking generation X and Y in a little bit is that they want the kingdom without the king. Right. They want all the benefits of the kingdom, but they don't want the authority of the yeah. king in there telling them this is how you're going to live. Want all the rights of citizenship with none of the responsibilities. Yeah. 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 Now, Matt, when when you were talking about this, one of the things you pointed out was and you I think you use an analogy of like a mom who's spending all Saturday, all day Saturday with her kids mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, it's Saturday with the kids can be kind of, you know, stressful. And then you all of a sudden you see that Instagram post or that Facebook post where this other mom is having like this perfect Saturday with her kids, the baked cookies. (laughs) And then you end up beating yourself because you think I'm not as good a parent as that person. And so you end up listening to yourself and that circumstance over since to, I say overpower, speak over what should have been God's promise or your confidence that God should be bringing through to you through his promises. So kind of unpack that a little bit for the audience. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I think all of us have experienced it with, with social media in some way. Um, and I use moms just because there's a lot of, there's a lot of young moms with young children in our, in our congregation. And I, and I, I know that because I have young children that there are some weeks, some weekends, especially Saturdays when your kids are usually been at school all week and they're Saturdays and they're just there all day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all uh, day. All day long. <laughs> and sometimes it can just be, be very hard. And so you're all, all you can do is get lunch out so they can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then mom has a free moment that afternoon, and so they're scrolling down Facebook, and they see these four or five moms they know, and it looks like they're having a perfect day. And before you know it, it's middle afternoon, and mom is even more depressed because she's not the perfect mom. And Facebook is telling her how she should feel versus what God says. And the point is, we just listen to our surroundings at a horizontal level, mm-hmm. and that's so much louder than the vertical voice. Mm-hmm. And um, this this whole idea of the of the Israelites in verse nine of chapter six, I, I mean, I, I don't blame them for the way they felt, uh, but you just want to scream at them. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what's happening. Right. That's not what's going on. And I believe there's so much of our mental state, emotional state, spiritual state, and even physical state because it's connected. So much would be transformed where we'd have peace, Mm -hmm. confidence, joy, if we really did believe 
who God said he was and what he said about us. Yeah, and what he said he was going to do. Yeah. I think, what, who's it? Yeah. Is it, is it Strother and our preaching team talks about that and uh, in, in the stories, most of the time the Israelites are trying to negotiate a better version of slavery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're not that. trying to get out of slavery. They've right. given up hope of trying to be free. They're just mm-hmm. trying to make slavery a little, a little easier. easier. Yeah. So they want to like a. So would would that mean that they are looking for another master, but a master is maybe a little less? Yeah. Just give us a straw back. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. We, we'll we'll make the bricks. It's but we're not. Make it just, like it was. Yeah. Make it back like it was. So go back. So go back to what Pharaoh, how Pharaoh used to treat us. Right. Can we go but, back to the yeah. But range? no one, no one in uh, in Moses's life from the Hebrew side is thinking about freedom. Uh, and so poor Moses, he's got Pharaoh going, you know, listen, I'll kill everybody over there right. if you keep pushing me. And then you've got the Hebrews going, nobody asked you to save us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the only voice that Moses had in his life is God's. And the temptation is to believe Pharaoh, well, you're right, you're bigger than God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to give up. And the other is to agree with the Hebrews, right? You're, you're not worth saving. Yeah. And then go on back to your life and and not not really hear what God's going to say and not hang around and watch him do it. <laughs> so how do we how do we what are the action steps for a believer to restore Matt, as you said, that vertical voice versus the horizontal voice, mm-hmm. or to restore the idea, Mike, as you said, the kingdom the king has mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm. What are the action steps for a believer's life to how do I actuate that? So I hear you say that. What do I do? What are the what are, well, I, I think I think one area that's huge is becoming self-aware to what you are saying to yourself. Right. Um, what, how are those things influencing you? And you don't even know it. I don't. I don't think a mom says, "Oh, I just let Facebook make me depressed." <laughs> but becoming self-aware, and not that say, those things are bad. Those things are those things are fine in their proper place, just like anything else. What you what what happens is we watch a TV show, we immediately compare our marriage to theirs, right. and we don't we don't we're not self-aware to that. And so one thing I think is is understanding. Okay, I'm talking to myself whether I want to or not. What am I telling myself, right. and where am I getting those? Right. And so once you realize that, in my mind. It, it goes, okay, if I'm hearing this and it's influencing me, then how much of the truth do I, am I really feeding myself with? Am I really hearing from God, and do I have anything I can hang on to that he's saying about me, or am I just trying to survive right. um, or trying to uh, get through life without what he has to say? Uh, and so I think a simple step is, I say simple, <laughs> but becoming self-aware and then ask yourself the hard questions. How much time am I spending with the Lord? Not a legalistic thing, but a thing of, okay, do I, is my soul really happy? If not, then it could be what I'm saying to myself and what I'm, what I'm feeding my soul from what God says. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we talk to ourselves in ways that we would never allow another person to talk to another person. We would, we, we would step in and go, yeah. hey, come on. You don't know yeah. what's going on in this guy's life, or that's not for you to tell. But we will we will trash ourselves right. uh, and uh, and somehow think that is. And we'll even think that's Christian because that's being humble mm. and that's being, you know, right. and, and it's, it's, it's being disobedient. I, I, I think to pick up on what Matt said, I think, one, you have to realize the world, whatever whatever platform the world is using, social media, uh, television music whatever the world has an agenda 
Yes. That it is it is trying to subvert your life and the life of your family with this particular agenda. And you have to be aware that that is seeping into your life through all kinds of venues. And one of the things that we have the responsibility to do is limit those venues. Uh, just because there's a social media platform doesn't mean you have to be on it. Mm-hmm. Just because the song is being played doesn't mean you have to listen to it. Or right. just because the movie's on doesn't mean you have to go see it. The other thing is 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 to spend significant, sufficient time in worship and study so that the word that created the universe is spoken into your life and creating you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the same word, the powerful word that, that, that called creation out of chaos, that called Jesus back from the dead, and is now calling you to become and be a new person. Mm-hmm. The same word yeah. spoken by the same God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are very applicable, applicable things, I think, for our audience. I think to, I think one of the things that as this is somebody who sits in the marketing chair, I know what good marketers do and what we do is our job is to tell you that you are incomplete. Right. And the thing I'm offering you will complete you. Yeah. That's what we do. And yeah. the really good ones know how to do that. I was laughing the other day at a commercial that says stress sweat stinks more than regular sweat. <laughs> That, that really, that if yeah. you're under stress and yeah. you're sweating, then yeah. that's a whole nother level of stink. And you've got to have a different detergent for stress sweat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm thinking, really? I don't, I don't you, know, I, you know, I've been around me a long time. You know, stink, no. stink. Yeah. So, it's like so, when your dog gets nervous. Yeah, it's a different right. smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know I had this problem. Yeah. And I think the thing about it is what I, what I think our people don't realize, and I don't mean that in a way of like uh, ignorance in terms of just, they just don't understand is, is the level of manipulation that they're currently under right specifically on their mobile devices um there's an app that i encourage if you're watching or listening to download it's called moments and what moments does it actually tracks the amount of time you spend on the phone and what you do on your phone and Hmm. what the crazy thing about moments is is moments told me yesterday daryl you spent an hour and 52 minutes on your phone okay the average american spends like three hours on the phone do you know daryl at this current rate this will be 15 percent of your life you'll be spent looking at your phone Wow. You, you throw that number <laughs> at you and you quickly go, I'll put the phone down wow. real fast. Right, yeah. um, huh. So we're finding more and more and more of these employees who work at these companies are becoming more bold and they're coming out and they're telling us. Right. We are manipulating you in ways that you don't even – you can't yeah. even fathom. And I don't, I don't say that as a scare tactic. Yeah. I say that to say, as Mike, as you said, you have the ability to trick the phone, turn yeah. it off, put it down. Mm-hmm. Well, on the TV. You're, you're, you're the father of two young boys. Yeah. Here, here's the, here's the thing that that I hope you found out that you find out before I do, yeah. that while you're in the phone or while I was at the office, while, your boys are growing up. I mean, they're not stopping yeah. no. and waiting on you to get off no. the phone or come home or mm-hmm. whatever. Their their life's going on. Right. And and uh, too many of us are are flipping through Facebook, getting on the, all the social media platforms, and we're reading about somebody else's life. We're finding out what they're doing and we're missing what's going on wow. right in, yeah. right around us that we will look back on and say that was the moment I should have had. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so next week we're moving on. What are we what are we hitting on next week? The plagues. Oh, yeah. the plagues. Okay. The first the first nine, so pack a lunch. When uh, <laughs> when when God confronts the gods of Egypt. Pharaoh has set himself up as being a God equal to the God of, of Israel. Got it. And so God takes him down one peg at a time. 
Wow. Everything you hold holy, everything you you think your meaning derives from, I'm taking down. All right. Wow. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Last thing, West Franklin, Easter's coming April 1st. What we got going on at the front? The Frank, as you like, as you at refer to. At the Frank. To. Yes. Yeah. Super excited, of course. Who, you know, every, every Christian just loves the Easter season, but... Uh, of course, we have Palm Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Every campus is having Lord's Supper service. We're right. finishing the Exodus series on the Passover pa- uh, text, and so I'm very excited about that. We're doing something different at the Frank during Holy Week this this time. Um, we know that uh, the Brentwood campus, there's Monday, Thursday, there's the Seven Stations of the Cross, Station Hill does some things, other campuses do some things. And so we, we asked ourselves, we don't want to duplicate something that's already been done, but mm. what, what is something that maybe maybe would uh, would benefit our people or mm. anybody that wanted to come on that on, on ho- during Holy Week? And um, Brad Cleveland, our music minister, and I were, were talking, and, and there's nothing that is said in the Bible about Wednesday. Mm. Silent Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just yeah. silent, and so we thought, what if we had a silent service? No talking, no music, just prompts. Offer people journals, prompts, um, and I, I've just began to work on that and and think through what are some of the things I want us to 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 think about. But one of the things is okay. Let's read let's read some of the portions of the Bible of what Jesus experienced on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You know what's coming. What do you think he's feeling on that Wednesday? Hmm. Why is it awkward sitting in silence? Um, how awkward do you think it was for Jesus? And then kind of moving to, okay, here's where he's going. You know why he's going to the cross. What are some areas of your life that, that you know aren't pleasing to him that you need to, you need to deal with? What is he saying to you in the silence? While, why it's silent? What, while it's silent, what are some things he may be calling you to do? Maybe he's had for a long time. You've ignored it because of the noise. Um, who are some people in your neighborhood that you work with that you know would come if you would invite them this Sunday? And mm-hmm. while it's silent, would you ask the Lord or commit to the Lord that you're going to invite them? You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Well, so, that's awesome. So we'll right. see. Check it out. We'll Wednesday, March 28th. I don't know if Baptists can ever go an hour without saying anything. <laughs> We're about to see. We'll try. Yeah. You can uh, join we'll them. We'll a coffee. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can join them at 6 p.m. in the worship center. It's on March 28th. That's a Wednesday for silent service. And, of course, if you're in the Franklin, West Franklin area, they'll also have Easter Sunday there as well on April 1st. Looks like you guys got 730 and 9 o'clock and at 1030. Yes. So three different, three different opportunities. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you, Thank you. And we guys will see you all next week.